This is Kim Moran, one of the hosts of Wherever It Takes Us podcast. I'm excited to join forces with David Codney, my co-host, and my dear friend and founder of Uncontrollably Me, Tracy Holmeyer, to bring nourished community forward into the world. It's a great community born out of the idea that we're better together and that we need each other to heal and to grow. And we're excited to start a series of day hikes in the Los Angeles area where we will meditate together, do breath work together, eat delicious food together and share in community circle. So if you're interested, check us out at whereveritakesus.com. This is Wherever It Takes Us, a podcast about everything. I'm Kim Moran, a life coach, mom, horse enthusiast, and entrepreneur. I'm David Codney, a dad, an explorer, an artist, and a lost soul. We've come together because we're curious about life, what it means to be human, how and why things are the way they are, and most importantly, why no one talks about this stuff in real and meaningful ways. Join us each week as we dive into things that we're not supposed to say out loud. We're not experts, but we're real people. Here's a joke, Kim. Okay. Why does everyone like the mushroom? I don't know. Because he's such a fun guy. Oh, I did know that. That's a good one, though. It's a good one. It's a very good one. Kim, I'm smoking uh, 805 glue, which is Pacific Stone. um, One gram hits on these little electronic things. I like these a lot. This, This could be the episode of We Just Smoke and Talk. But we were talking, we were discussing mushrooms. Microdosing, Kim. What is microdosing? Explain to people what microdosing is. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was going to have to do this because microdosing is taking like one tenth of one dose of a psychedelic fungi, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? That's what I think. It's one tenth of the dosage. And um, there's been a lot of research lately about the benefits of microdosing to treat depression and anxiety and creativity and focus and inner calm. Yeah. So we were just talking about that and what that looks Have you microdosed before? Yes. Did you find it beneficial? I have done it before and I don't think that I took enough to like, I didn't notice. So, but I have taken mushrooms before and I know what that is. So you feel like microdosing didn't help you because you didn't take it long enough. You didn't feel the effects of it because I find, I find microdosing to be bullshit. Somebody gave it to me whose friend was into this in Canada. So I don't know what it was or how old it was or how much, like it wasn't a lot. Why do you think it's bullshit? I view it very much like a fad. I view this like bone broth. I view this very much like uh, Beyond Meat, very much like gluten-free. I view that um, microdosing is just a lot of kids. I say kids because I'm 40 and I feel like everyone who's my age is still a kid. Um, I think a lot of kids my age and younger and somewhat maybe older too. I'm not really sure, but I feel like a lot of people 
don't want to sit there and say they're tripping on mushrooms. So they say microdose because it's more of a socially acceptable norm way of saying that you're taking mushrooms, right? Wait, I think it's, wait, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying. You're instead of them saying just saying I eat mushrooms, like, okay, they're going to say but, I need a microdose. Not, but they're not like tripping technically. Yeah, no, but that's the thing is I think it's a, it's an easier way for people to kind of get involved and kind of uh, quote unquote, get into a tripping area where they're comfortable with it to go in. I think it's a, it's a lead in. Maybe, but the way that I've researched this, it seems like this is a natural alternative and a longer lasting, more effective alternative to treatment of depression and other um, issues similarly. And that it, it has fewer side effects, et cetera, et cetera. So I do think that that research is compelling. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think these people are achieving psychedelic trips per se. I think that. No, no, I don't think they are achieving psychedelic trips. Right. It's not enough. But I also think like there's a lot, there's so many people that are like, I mean, remember, remember in the eighties when like St. John's wort was like all the rage for helping all this stuff out. It's just another iteration of yet another, I don't want to say snake oil because it's the wrong thing I want to say. I don't think. What do you call them? Psilocybin? I never say that right. Psilocybin. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think those are going to be the natural way to cure quote unquote depression. Now, maybe there is a mushroom in there that has the ability to help cure it. But I think the average person that's microdosing quote unquote is doing it from their buddy, Steve, who's growing mushrooms in their closet. <laughs> and then you're just cutting down the dose. So you're not really tripping, but you, you get the body high. <clears throat> Hmm. that's, that's my impression of it. It's not like I can understand. It's like marijuana. It's the same thing. I feel like there's a lot of benefits to marijuana, right? I think in general, if you smoke it though, um, there's not the medical benefits for them to select parts of the plant to use and make it work. I think is advantageous. I think just smoking pot though and making claims like it's going to help depression or help with pain or help with this stuff, I think is a little bit of a stretch. Sure. If you smoke pot, you're going to feel better. I don't disagree with that. Wait. Okay. We got to slow the train down. Okay. Because we're talking about plant medicine, right? That's been around for so long. Yeah. It's been the basis of a lot of synthetic drugs that people are taking. Oh, agree. Agree. Okay. And so there is that. Um, I don't, I think we're talking about <clears throat> taking a medicine, you know, sort of whatever the protocol is for that medicine to treat symptoms of anxiety, depression, things like this. And then there's ceremonial use of plant medicine to have like creative insights and emotional and spiritual breakthroughs, which I think that's what you are talking. I don't know. I can't speak for you, but the fad part, I think is that part. Yes. I think that might be the fad. I think that the, the sort of treatment of these symptoms like depression, anxiety, and all of these things through the use and the protocol, the protocol that the doctors would give a patient um, is effective. It, did I say that? Yeah, I think you, I think you summed it up better than I did. Thank you. Well, I do think that, there, <laughs> that there's benefits to both uses. Like personally, I'm stuck 
like I'm stuck creatively. My intuition is sort of in and out. Like I feel stuck. And so there's an appeal for me to research and, and perform a ceremony, you know, a meditation and whatever, and maybe use plant medicine, you know, the, the um, psilocybin in that ceremony to gain insight and some new creativity or whatever. But you, I guess this is hard for me because I don't have, I've never had a creative block. Does that make any sense? So it's very difficult for me to uh, empathize with people who need it for creativity. It's interesting that you say that because I think it was sometime last year. I felt this for what I would consider like the first time in my life. Exactly that, like a total creative block. I was just cut off from my guides. I just was really kind of lost. And it was so scary because one of the things I learned about myself is that I am really proud that I can generate a lot of ideas, right? Creativity has never been an issue for me. And when I lost it, it was so terrifying because I was like, what if I never get it back? And that was part of my identity. And so I hope you don't go through that because it's terrifying. Yeah, I, I, I've never had, I've had issues sometimes where I can't think and I can't move forward, but I've never, <clears throat> let's say this, when that happens, I've never used plant-based medicine, quote unquote, to help me. Okay. So I've always, I've always used truthfully, maybe this is, the, maybe this is what it is. I've always used plant-based medicine as recreational, always. Okay. Let's talk about what that looks like for you. How this is a good, this is a good topic, our, Kim. <laughs> thanks. Um, we'll see, you know, my expectations <clears throat> coming out of, you know, that type of a ceremony are really different from what you use it for and how you experience it. So you go. Uh, what am I talking about? You're talking about what your experience is with psilocybin and what. You oh, so mushrooms and like rec mushrooms. recreationally. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love mushrooms. Love, 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 love. What happened? Color, colors seem brighter. Uh, I mean, look, even if you take a small amount, you still get this really good body buzz, body high. It feels great. Um, you you see things differently, even if it like you just stop and ponder for a little bit. I love watching scary movies when I'm taking mushrooms. I don't know why it's not really probably the healthiest thing to do, but it just freaks you out. It's crazy how scared you get. Um, and I really enjoy that. I enjoy, I, but I've never, I've never sat down because when we go hiking on Sundays, I take an edible mm -hmm. and Every time I take a hike, usually I'm, I take an edible because I really enjoy the physical aspect of feeling high and thinking and doing something. It keeps the day kind of crazier. And I always look at things differently, but I, my, I never go out to, I never go out to get high and solve a problem. Maybe I should, maybe I should be like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, you know, there's this very uh, woo woo side to me, which says that everything is energy. And within these, we'll call them plant medicines from, for the sake of this, um, there's an energetic kind of vibration that's available if you open to it. So for me, that's really the only reason that I would kind of do it is to like tap into energy. Have you not had a, an interesting thought beyond why don't oh. you wear skirts? 
Yeah, I mean, a ton, a ton, a ton. And I remember. Are you I remember how. I, I remember how, the, the one of my favorite conversations I ever had was with a tree, um, and I was on mushrooms. Well, maybe it was acid. Doesn't matter. It was. It, it definitely was acid. It wasn't mushrooms. I know that for a fact. No, but I remember having a conversation with a tree about how sad I was for the tree because the tree couldn't travel because its trunk and its roots were set in place. And then I remember thinking about, it actually makes sense too, about how sad it would be if you didn't get along with your family and you're surrounded by your fit, you're a tree and all the trees fall close because all the seeds fall close, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can run away from anybody. And it's not like if you didn't get along with your family and else you're, you're stuck and you were stuck for years and years and years because trees live forever, right? Unless someone cuts it down. I remember thinking, man, that's got to suck to be a tree. Those are, those are. But David, that's what I'm talking about because I really, I know I sound insane on this show, but I really believe that there are energetic forces all around us that are trying to communicate with us. And that's why when we go hiking and you guys are talking, I'm like, shh, because there is this information that's available to us in the, in the spirit of nature, in the spirit of animals, in the spirit of things that we can listen to. And I would say the indigenous peoples would say Native Americans and indigenous people all over the world would say that wasn't an unusual experience. You were able to connect with the spirit, the tree spirit, because you let down all these like concepts of like what is normal and what you should and shouldn't do. And so beyond the confines of that structure, you're able to tap into a different energy. I, I, I struggle. I str- I don't know. I struggle with this, Kim. On one side, on one side, I really understand what people say about the ceremonial side. Um, because I think if you set it up in ceremony, you do things in ceremony. Um, I mean, I remember once on mushrooms, I looked into a fire and I saw a city and there's a word for that. It's called fire scrying. So basically this whole episode where we, where do we talk about visions that we've had and things that we've done. And then at the end of it, we're going to invite everybody out to come camping with us at Leo Carrillo as we do, as we do a big bonfire. Fire scry and talk to trees and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And eat a bunch of mushrooms. Yeah, we sound we sound very California, don't we? We're so California. I'm not like hiding behind that because uh, California is doing a lot of cool things, and I think that we're on the forefront of this type of medical treatment and spiritual evolution. Because in California, it's in some places in California, mushrooms are legal. Right. Why don't uh. <laughs> Now, oh, Kim, now I'm just what now I'm, ex- now I'm excited. Now we need a day. We need a yeah, day, I know. Full day with a sunset, with a sunset. And we need to, we need to do a ceremony, do a ceremony. And we need, it, we need to invite people with the ceremony. The thing about ceremony in, and this is why it resonates with me is because you're very intentional about just you're intentional and reflective on your life. And for me, that's kind of like how I am anyway. I'm always thinking about how I want to, you know, be of service in the world, how I want to interact with people, um, how I want to show up for myself. And so the intention makes that idea for me really great because it doesn't matter what the trip is. It's like where your heart is in that moment and what you're like willing to receive. Are you nervous now? No, I'm just thinking now. 
I'm thinking how many trips I've done that I have, I've gone with no intention. And I wonder how much, uh, what, how I could change it if I had an intention. You know what I mean? Oh, believe me. I used to follow the Grateful Dead. So I have been there. Yeah. I mean, that's without intention. Exactly. Yeah. And there was a lot of pivotal moments in there where it's like, wow, I I look at things differently after it. So I wonder how would it be if I went in now and I was like, Hey, today I want to like solve this problem. Like, this Mm -hmm. is what I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I actually think these things are accessible without the use of plant medicines of any kind. I mean, there are so many modalities to get you in spaces to be receptive and open like breath work, meditation, exercise, even to, it's just, where are you going with it? You know? Yeah. I agree with you on the breath work. I remember the first time I did breath work and I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Um, how you can flood your body with oxygen and like, it just takes you to an alterior state. I mean, it's nuts. Right. And I think this is the thing. It's like altered states, altered states. And, and, you know, our society says alcohol is great. Like you can alter your state by um, drinking. Right. And that's like socially accepted in all these other ways. Well, breath work is kind of becoming popular, but all the other ways are criminalized. And I find that interesting too, because when people access, you know, their higher highest selves, um, they tend to want to be free, free thinkers, free beers, free doers, and not like to be controlled too much. Yeah. But I mean, that's again, like all the stuff, it gets abused, right? So I understand why certain things are maybe. Do you, under, do you understand why marijuana is a, is like prison time? No, I don't get that at all. I've never, That's understood what I'm, that. I've never understood the whole war on pot to begin with. Um, I understand how it slows down some cognitive functions for sure. And we do not condone drinking under the, or driving under the influence or parenting under the influence. Right. Right, There's for sure. I'm in a place for everything. For everything. I like how you hit up with that caveat out there. <laughs> Sorry. That <laughs> was great. I'm a Capricorn. I got to cover all of these. <laughs> I love how you put that out there. I'm like, I'm not even thinking of that. I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> look I, went to this, look- I went to this like spiritual sort of rave and it was really interesting. And I tried not to be in judgment, but I was in judgment. I'm just going to be honest. Um, there were a lot of people that were tripping there. And there was no alcohol allowed, but people were a lot of weed. I don't know. This is supposed to be high vibes, all this and that. But people were definitely like tripping on mushrooms and smoking weed. A couple of things I'll say about that. It was the quietest thousands of people I've been with. There was no trash anywhere. There was no one being loud and obnoxious because they were drunk. Everyone was happy and peaceful and like it, it was really interesting but, but you, do, you, do you think that's because those are the type of people that are going to be drawn to the crowd and not necessarily because there's and. no alcohol i think it's both and okay um but watching people parents while they were tripping was wow upsetting yeah, it was upsetting to me actually i mean i i want to be open-minded and everything but i was upset for the children i thought they were being out too late first of all at a rock concert with loud noises and out all day in the sun and then you know their parents are inebriated yeah 
I find it interesting, you know, that they, they would outlaw alcohol, but everything else is copacetic. I don't think it was copacetic, but they weren't exactly checking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I would go to another one. Okay. Let's talk about more of this trip we're going to do now. Okay. So you have a block. Mm-hmm. And you don't think it's just because it's like you're going through a later phase and cycle in your life? Excuse me? Well, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't. Like, you don't feel like, I think as everyone goes through like phases and they grow and they develop and they go, you go through good things. You go through happy phases and you go through phases where you have writer's block. You go through sad phases. You don't think this could just be another phase? Oh, it's totally a phase. It's totally a phase, but I'm interested to see what comes. Like, I feel like it is a phase. I feel like it is a marking point of like something's ending and something's beginning and Mm. Anything that I could understand about what's beginning would be helpful to me. Got it. So you're, you tell me how this looks. Tell me, tell me your ideal scenario. Cause this is just interesting to me. Okay. Well, the idea scenario would be a safe group of people that I could share my intention with, share my fears and worries about things that I might come to understand about myself or others. I pray. So I would give that as an offering and I would want, you know, other people to share their intentions too, and kind of, you know, know that there's a supportive community around that, whatever it is. How long do you see this taking? I don't know. A few hours. Okay. That sounds good. What intrigues you about this? Um, because it's always been for recreation for me and I've always just kind of like gone with it. Right. And it was never, there was never a form of attention set. There was never like, okay, today I feel uh, anxious and I want to figure out where this anxiety is coming from. I've never, I've never, um, I never used it for any of that stuff. It was always like, okay, well I'm happy and I just want to mellow out or I want to chill out. Um, I mean, I do, I used to do arts and craft projects, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I haven't done that in a while, speaking of which I need to get kids started back. But um, yeah, yeah. So it intrigues me to sit there and say, if you could set your mind to work on one thing the whole time, and then you go and trip, and then during that trip, you're always going back to the same thought, the same notion, the same being. And using that to really kind of dive deep into it and figure out what it is for myself. I, I think that sounds great. I've just never done it. That's what we should be doing, Kim. We should have a, a trip camp. You get the insurance and I'll do it. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem <laughs> with people. Yeah. So we have the next best thing. We've got breath work with Tracy. We got breath work with Tracy, which is really good. Really, really, really good. Yeah. And I mean, there's insight there. I mean, I've had profound insight in breathwork sessions with her. I I meditate every day and I've had profound insights doing that by myself and also with other people. And, you know, I think I'm really open. And so for me, like I said, I'm not as scared as I was the first time, but um, to be blocked feels like, for me, it feels like a sense, like I'm blind all of a sudden. Mm. You know, because I feel blocked and that's the way that I navigate the world. So if you were to go blind, it would be upsetting. And I think I just have a little bit of faith that it will come back online. If I 
put myself in the circumstances that could help. Got it. I like it. All right. Well, stay tuned for what we come up with. It should be fun. Good day. Good day. If you liked wherever it takes us, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Share the episode with someone who you think would like it. Leave us a five-star rating and write a review. We appreciate it.